welcome to Face to Face Broadcast. Enjoy the dynamic speaking ministry of Pastor Kitty Peters, the president of the nation's assembly incorporated. This message will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Jesus who died now glorified King of all
thank him for his kindness. Balagabos brigadier Telebo, Bajuke Protolebo, Balimondolebo, Shakaya Balabalebo, Brigadigari, just bring tongues, just bring tongues for a moment. Masuli Brondo Predisca, Batarabata, Balabasa, Brigadibos, Blessed be your name, O God. And let us say loud, Amen. Please be seated for a moment. Glory to God. Luke 18 says, And Jesus spake a parable unto them to this end, saying, Men ought always to pray and not to think. Amen. And he spake a parable to them to this end. That's the purpose of the parable. That men ought always to pray and not to think. Help me tell your neighbor, prayer is an always thing. It's not a sometime thing. Men ought always to pray and not to think. I believe one of the greatest things that have been happening to us in the New Testament in this era is the Spirit of God bringing our attention to the importance of prayer. Peter said to them in Acts 6 verse 4, we will give ourselves continually, amen, to prayer and to the ministry of the Word. He didn't say we'll give ourselves some time. He didn't say we'll give ourselves once in a while. Occasionally. Continually. To prayer and to the ministry of the Word. Charles Gordon said, I'd rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. I'd rather teach one man to pray than ten men to preach. 
the success of the believer is dependent on how he can handle the supernatural. The success of the believer is dependent on how he can operate the supernatural. You are as limited as the knowledge you have of the supernatural. The Bible talks about the gifts of working of miracles. Or the gifts, rather, of working of miracles. That's the English expression. It didn't come out as it's supposed to come out. Amen. Because the Greek word will not have been rendered that way as working of miracles. Alright? Because the word working and miracle is not the way it was expressed. If we're translating it right, it's the gift of operating the dunamis. How to use the dunamis of God. Amen. That's what it is. It's the special ability. That gift is a special ability to operate. It's just that how someone has a special tool. And they say, this guy knows how to operate this machine. He has that ability to operate this machine. There are equipment that they will give to you, and nobody knows how to operate it. We have this um, 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 device here, um, speaker manager, they call it, one of the um, sound audio equipment. And then we've had some people come here, and they don't know how to operate it. So they, they, they work on everything and leave out down. As a matter of fact, some, some of them just come and disconnect it. Are you understanding me? But we spent a lot of money buying that. Okay? So then there's some other people that know how to operate it and they say, if you want to learn, they have to teach you, you pay them. That means the guy has a special ability to operate the speaker manager. Now God imparts into a man a special ability to operate the dynamic of God. The dunamis is the power of God. Amen. In another way, in another context, he's saying to operate the supernatural. Amen. So, I am saying that the success of the believer is dependent on his understanding on how to operate the supernatural. You can know, you can serve the Lord faithfully. Serve the Lord faithfully. You are a faithful servant of the Lord. And things are not working because you don't know how to operate the supernatural. Am I communicating? You are sincere. You are honest. You love the Lord. But your limitation is that you don't understand how to operate the supernatural. So Satan takes advantage of you. Because when you get into trouble, you don't know what to switch on. You don't know what to do. Paul was writing... In 1 Corinthians 12, the first verse, he said, Now, concerning the supernatural, Amen. I will not have you to be ignorant. That means you should know how to operate it. Don't be ignorant. Your ignorance of the supernatural will rob you of God's best. There are some people that think that God is the one doing them something. No, it's Satan. Using the advantage of what you don't know. I could imagine, you know, Job went through a lot. He lost his children. 
he lost his, um, his, uh, his businesses. He, he, he was sick for a while. And do you know all the while Job thought it was God that was doing it to him? Amen. It is those of us that are reading the book after Job that now got to find out that, oh, it was Satan that was on his case. Although, granted permission to go. Amen. But just imagine if Job had understanding. Are we together? Of his authority. Of authority. Even if it's Adamic authority. He had understanding of authority. There are some things that happened to him that he would have been able to stop. Am I communicating? Job didn't even know that he had a hedge of protection around him. It's Satan that was telling God that he said, uh, "Have you not put a hedge around him? Because of the hedge I put around him, I cannot even touch him." Amen. Job had fear, and Satan took advantage of his fear. If you read the third chapter of Job, you find what I'm talking about. He said, that which I fear the most has come upon me. When you learn to operate the supernatural, there are certain things that will happen to other people that you can avert in your own life. Because the Bible says, the Bible didn't say, the adversary walketh about devouring. It said, the adversary walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Meaning that Satan they look it. Amen. Are you understanding me? Yeah. He said, yeah, let me not go this one. Let me not go ah, this one. Knock this one. Amen. No, all you do is cry. Amen. All you do is complain. Just touch this one. Amen. Then there are people that he knows that they know their authority. If you touch him, you will lose 10. Amen. You touch him once, you will lose 10 on your side. Are you understanding me? Because they know how to operate this financial. Listen to me. Learning how to pray is learning how to operate this supernatural. Amen. I cannot, you know, in, in my whole Christian faith, I cannot understand why a member of the United Assembly will not be in this meeting. They cost you. I cannot understand it. I've sat down and thought about it, you know. I can't even understand it. How somebody will be at home and not be in this meeting. How? They say people do, they do something to people in the village. Eh? What they did to you in the village is to make you not to come for the meeting. Permit me to say this. I have preached the gospel actively over 20 years. And even if I was an idiot, I will have known something. I shared a testimony years ago, many years back, about how I was praying. And the Lord told me that when you go for the meeting today, 
um, this person and this person and this person, you're going to speak words about what will happen 10 or 5 years from now in their life. This one, so. When God told me what he wanted me to tell, I said, what about me? You understand that? It was so wonderful. I said, what about me? <laughs> so, I came for the meeting really envious of the people that God wanted to do this great thing for. Only for me to come for the meeting. And some of them were not yet there. Amen. They didn't come for the meeting. That was my first experience. As I was confused. I said, God, but that it was confusing to me. I thought that if God wants to bless somebody, the person will surely be there. Are you understanding me? You know, I used to think like that. I know some of you used to think like that. My brother grew up. I used to think like that. So I was like, ah. I was confused. It, 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 most part of the I was like, I almost, my thoughts almost would have come out on the microphone, over the microphone, you know. Because I couldn't understand how they were not there. That was the first experience. The second experience, I had a special miracle meeting. I'm trying to remember the month, September 2000. It was a cycle spring. It was a Holy Ghost meeting. Oh, with power of God met us in that meeting. As I was praying for the meeting, I had a vision. That doesn't happen every day. I saw the meeting. And then I saw a lady in the meeting. To my left, what she was wearing. Exactly, she walked in, she had a condition with her throat. As she walked in, I gave a word of knowledge. And, oh, I saw the lightning of God's power hit her. And she got healed. I was looking forward to that experience I saw in the vision. So I came for the meeting. You know, it was um, an all night. I came for the meeting. And as I came up the platform, you know, now there are several other miracles that happened in the meeting, but that was significant to me. And it was a pointer to something else. So as I came to the meeting, the moment I came up, the first place I looked was in that direction where the lady was. And man, all the seats were sealed. We had a full house in that meeting, the hall we used. The seat was vacant. I don't know how the usher people in, and that seat was vacant. Are you understanding me? I don't know how it happened. So I looked in that direction. The exact spot it was vacant. So I started the meeting. I preached. I preached halfway into the meeting. I remember the game. I looked in that direction, it was still empty. I finished my message. The miracle started happening. Words of knowledge started coming. She was not there. Then we started singing a song. In that time of worship and uh, the power of God coming upon people, when I, the next time I opened my eyes, I saw her. <laughs> she had come. Immediately I saw her, I didn't even wait. I just I said, if someone getting healed, or, you know, I just spoke the word. Oh, and she got healed. Now, when the meeting ended, I called her. And I said, um, I want to find out something. You know, we learn, as we operate the power of God, we learn. Amen. So I called her after the meeting. And I said, why did you come 
by the time he came. Now, this was an all night, so she must have walked in maybe 2 a.m., 1.30 or thereabouts. Maybe it started by 9 p.m. Why did you come in that late? She said, oh, I almost didn't even come for the meeting. Thank God I came. See my miracle. See my healing. Our healing in those days was in our bulletin. It was the used what we call fresh manner. It was in it. You know? So, she said, eh, I don't prepare to come for the meeting. The story she told was so natural. I prepared to come for the meeting. As I was coming out, my friend that I had not seen for a long time came to see me. So, I went with my friend back to my room. We started existing. By the time we finished, I didn't um, think I would get a bike from where I was staying out again. So I said, I won't go for the meeting. So I've taken off my uh, things to lie down. I wasn't going again. But that, it also just in my heart, go for this meeting. So I asked her a question, would you have been able to resist? She said, yes. I said, okay. And so the thought came, after the thought came, the again. She said, okay. If she sees a, a bike, she will go. So she came out. By that time, she came out, one bike was there. Amen. And the bike carried her and dropped her. And that she was surprised. She was not entering the mission. She had not even settled down. The word of knowledge came. Amen. Now, it made me understand that someone can miss divine appointments. Amen. 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 And that lesson, it never left me. That somebody. So, those things that people should say, destiny cannot be denied. It can only be delayed. Now, lie, your destiny can be shattered. Destiny can be destroyed. It's time. The Holy Ghost is your helper. He's not the one that will do it for you. Helper is even from doing it for you. He will not do it for you. He will help you, you, to do what you are supposed to do. Get this, get this clear. The Holy Ghost will not pray for you. He will help you to pray. Are you with me? He only goes to pray for you. He will help you to pray. He will strengthen you to pray. He will help you understand the word, but you will have to read it. Amen. Are you with me? Romans 8, 26. Likewise, the Spirit himself helpeth our eternity. The Greek word there, helpeth. It's a long Greek word. I don't like saying it when I'm teaching on it. Sunati Lambano. It actually means help it is in English. Help it. Help it is just a short way of saying it. The Greek word is not just help, the way you say someone helps you. It actually means someone that carries a weight alongside with you. Amen. Bring this chair. Put it here. Hold it. Now, just be close so you can, I can hear. They can hear. Now, let's suppose that is his chair. I can, in English, I want to help him carry this chair. So I lift it myself. I'm helping him. Are you listening to me? And I take it, I'm going to drop it where I want to drop it. That's help. That's not the help the scripture was talking about. 
It's not saying the Holy Ghost will help you, that he will take it for you. No. Sunatila Bano is that the Holy Spirit will hold alongside. When you hold your side, he will hold his own side. Amen. And then he will help you to move it. Amen. Are you that is helping? Glory to God. So you're, you're on one side, then he's assisting on the other side. Am I communicating? When you understand that, there are some things you won't take for granted. Because you know that you have a responsibility. So I say again, I don't understand how someone that is a member of Renaissance Assembly is not partaking in downloading 2019. Listen to me and I'll say it with everything in me. There's nothing else more important than this. The year 2019 will unfold based on the investments you made into it. I remember something that um, sorry, um, David Yongichu said. He said he's so busy. But he spends two hours of his time every day in prayer. So he now said, he said, but if I don't spend those two hours praying, I will not be able to do all the things I'm supposed to do during the day. Am I complicated? Because he has come to understand that. You know, now I, I, I believe in, as a pastor, the job of your pastor is that you are trying to do something and you will get assistance from the Spirit of God to do it. But when there's no effort on your part, you need somebody. He has not even prayed. He has not read scripture. Are you understanding me? Say, Pastor, the head man. Help, help you how? Have you listened to the message? No. Do you listen to messages? No. You're not, you don't come for service, service meetings? You're not there on Thursday? You're not there on Sunday? On the Sunday you're there, you're not even listening to what they're doing? How will you be helped? How? Listen to me. Every appointment God gets to fix with his people is for their benefit. Downloading 2019 is an appointment for 2019. Are you understanding me? To set you up for 2019. If you participated fully in this 2019, you will need less, you will need less counseling next year. Your counseling will be different. Where you are just trying to get wisdom on certain things. Are you understanding me? I used to be bothered years ago. When someone was telling me the way they do counseling in a particular church in America, as I mentioned the church, some of you know the church, a large church in America. So, this was years ago when I heard it. That when you come for counseling, you say, you need counseling. They have counselors. They sit down, they will hear you. They function like doctors. After hearing you, they prescribe and then they give you prescription and you go you know what the prescription is listen to uh, give me the title of one of our messages after the light two times daily for seven days attend downloading 2019 make sure you attend the three days minimum of six hours prescribe prescribe they give you if you like you do if you like, you stay. 
Amen. Prescription. And then I didn't understand you, but recently I am adopting it all. Amen. I'm adopting it all. That this is prescription. One hour of intense worship. Then we now book to see again after one week. Amen. Am I communicating? Because that's the missing link for many believers. They think everything is that, listen, there are certain things in your life that is not laying on of hands you need. Is applying yourself to knowledge. Amen. Are you listening to me? That's what you need. Applying yourself to knowledge. He said, I will give you pastors who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Pastors after my heart, that's how the scripture puts it, that will feed you with knowledge and understanding. Amen. So, this downloading 2019, <laughs> you know why it will be painful for me? It's because you will not allow me rest when you did not follow the instruction. Are you understanding me? You know, you know, sometimes my, someone's foolishness is not supposed to be my problem. But when the person's foolishness now, I'm still going to bear the consequences of your foolishness. Then they are, are you understanding me? Oh no, oh no. Are you understanding me? You are, you, 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 are, you reserve the right to, to your foolishness. Amen. Is it, is it my foolishness? It's your own. Amen. But where we have a problem is when somebody has to partake. Have you not seen people that everybody say, don't marry him, don't marry him, don't marry him, don't marry him, don't marry him. I, I love him. I must marry him. When you not marry him, everybody will not arrest again. Are you understanding me? All the people that were begging you not to marry him, is in the house now, you are going to set to Korea. Are you understanding me? They cannot sleep now for something they advise you not to do. Amen. May 2019 never be that for anyone hearing the sound of my voice. In the name of Jesus Christ. Glory to God. Now, hear me. This is where we're going. As we were preparing for this meeting, one of the major things we established was that we are betting 2019. Amen. And we got our scripture from Isaiah chapter 66 verse 8. Amen. Are we together? Who had heard such a thing? Who had seen such things? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. We use that to explain. But I've gone past that now. I said the Lord is saying to us that we will function, operate on new grounds in 2019. Amen. Say, I. Call your name, your full name, your village name. Call the name, your full name. We'll operate on new ground in 2019. You know, some of you, when you even call your name, the confession will land on our person because that's not your name. You name yourself John Kelly. Why your name is Abigoloja? 
and that's the name the angels know. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I just said, so he said, I, John Kelly, the two will go to John Kelly. Amen. New ground. You will operate on what? New ground. Genesis 12, 1. Now the Lord has said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto where? A land I will show you. God will show you a land. In 2019. He will show you the space you are supposed to function in. He will bring you to a new ground. That means that he was calling Abraham out of his familiar into a new territory. And I said to you, there are three things that will help you operate on new ground. We've talked about the first one. How many of you remember? What was the first one? Perspective. Perspective. We read Jeremiah 1, 11 and 12. The scripture said, Jeremiah, he was talking to the son of man, what fears thou? What fears thou? What fears thou? Then he said, I see a rod of an almond tree. Amen. Verse 12. What was God's response? Then said the Lord unto me, Thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. To perform what, what you have seen. Amen. To perform it. That means that's the right perspective. Amen. You are seeing what I want you to see. Listen to me. My prayer for you is that in 2019, you will see what God wants you to see. The visions of God in your heart, it will be clear to you, you will see them. Elijah told Elijah, because when Elijah made the demand, said, I want a double portion of your spirit. He said, if you see me, amen. <laughs> if you see, if you can see what you are supposed to see, then it will be yours. And then suddenly, there was a whirlwind, a wind, and a chariot. And Elisha declared that he had seen. He said, my father, my father. The horsemen, the tyrant of Israel, and the horsemen thereof. Amen. Meaning, I see. Amen. And if you see, you partake. Amen. Listen to me. You will partake of the pictures that God has shown to you. We are praying. And you will function with new perspectives. Everyone under the sound of my voice will function with new perspectives. Everyone under the sound of my voice in 2019 will function with new perspective. It's a new picture that God will put in your heart in the name of Jesus Christ. It will make you make new decisions. Make you take the right action. Everybody say new perspective. Now, listen to me. This thing might not change. This object in front of me might not change. But the way I see it might change. Amen. The problem is not the thing. The problem is me. Are we together? How I am seen. And what God will do is that in 2019, 
You might be on the same street, but you will see it differently. You might be in the same network, but you begin to see it differently. The difference I'm talking about is seeing it the right way. There are some people that God is showing them something. But their interpretation of what God is showing to them is different from the interpretation that God has. A man saw an alphabet, a hand writing an alphabet in the, in the cloud. He was in his farm. And he saw G, big letter G, and P. He dropped his tools and went to start preaching. He said, why? He said, the GP is go preach. I started doing ministry and preaching. Things were so difficult. Things were upside down. Everything, you know, the body was heavy and the yoke was troublesome. Amen. Then later I went back to God and said, why am I, you told me to go and preach. Why am I going through all of this? He said, me and you didn't discuss go and preach. He said, but that day I saw GP. Yes, because you were sitting down or walking, I said, go and plow. Go and plow. He said, you dropped your tools and went to preach. And there are many people like that. What God said and what they heard is not the same thing. Are you hearing me? What God said and what they heard is not the same thing. There are people, as a young man, there are people that I met as a young man. They are thinking marriage. Me, I know it's not marriage. Are you understand what I'm saying? You understand that? You know that it's not marriage. There are people I also met that they are thinking something else. Me, I know that it's just for this. Are you understanding me? Then there are some people that just think that we just met by chance and I know that this is destiny. May you have the right interpretation of the signals of God to you. Listen, don't think it's been in Bible days though. Not it is consistent. What of Samuel, young Samuel? Pray in tongues for a moment. Oh, as you are praying, understanding is coming to your spirit. This understanding is for twenty nineteen. of Jesus. Say, I receive understanding that will help me throughout 2019. Now, listen to me. Samuel lived in the house of Eli. But he was being trained in the prophetic or in the supernatural. Samuel one day heard a voice calling his name. He stood up and ran to Eli's room. Sir, you called me. Eli said, I didn't call you. He went back to his room. He heard the voice a second time. He ran again. Sir, you called me. He said, I didn't call you. But 
Eli had perspective. Amen. That Samuel did not have. Are we together? In Samuel's interpretation, the voice was Eli. Samuel can argue with it. That was, it was Eli. Eli is not playing with me. It's Eli. Until Eli told him, see, when you hear the voice again, this is how you should respond. Say, Lord, speak for your servant Jared. He said, okay, sir. Then he heard the voice again. And then he said, Lord, speak. And then God spoke to him. Amen. Now, you can imagine Samuel. If there was no error in his life, perspective will remain wrong. Amen. Are you listening to me? He will say, Samuel always calls me in the night. Eli calls me in the night. So I don't know why he calls my name in the night. Amen. Every night he calls. You will see this night. He will call me again. His interpretation will be totally wrong. But do you know he's convinced that it was Eli calling him? It took a man with perspective to say, no, it's not like that. It is God. Amen. That means somebody can misinterpret the signal of God. Amen. Glory to God. Someone can misinterpret the signals of God. You will not misinterpret it in Perspective is what makes that you can stay in a place and then somebody is coming from afar. You say, Who is that woman coming? Someone has come and say, It's not a woman, it's a man. Oh. Oh, it's true, it's a man. It was looking like a woman. Perspective is how you saw it. It's not that the person changed and became a man. Are you understanding me? It's the way you are seen that made you call the person a woman. Are we together? But it was a man. You will function on new ground with the right perspective. And we ended the prayer with the right perspective of prosperity. Amen. The right perspective of prosperity. You know why money is coming to your hands. You know why God is granting you access to great wealth. You understand it. You are not using the wealth to achieve another agenda. You are aligned with God's agenda for that prosperity or that wealth because you have the right perspective. You are not trying to punish somebody with money. Amen. God doesn't want you to be a big man so that you have many small men. No, sir. God wants you to be big so that you can do big things for him. Amen. Are you listening to me? So you can do big things for him. That perspective is important. It is also perspective that makes you see the anointed in your life the right way. Amen. Perspective. The one God has sent to you, you see them the way you should see them. It's perspective. What Satan will keep doing to you and fighting is giving you the wrong perspective so that you not 
see what you are supposed to see. Your interpretation will be wrong. Why does Satan bring negative vibes? It's to give you a wrong perspective. Amen? To give you a wrong perspective. A pastor lost his church. Years ago, the key guy that was in the heart of the matter was the one speaking to me. He said, I don't even know whether God will ever forgive any of us. I said, I don't understand what you're talking about. He said, the pastor always goes to the restroom. Always goes to the restroom. Somebody came one day and announced that the man was exciting himself, masturbating. And the story spread in the local church. He could not defend himself. He lost the church. The man was diabetic. And every two, two minutes he needs to weep. So he will run to the restroom and weep and come back. Sometimes in the middle of the message he will stop. He will go and weep. He was sick. But the negative vibes came out of it. Are you listening to me? You can interpret it wrong. We had a friend. We, were, we used to work together in our early days in, in school. All of us used to move around together. She was born again. You know, all of us used to read together and all that. And a rumor came that she was a witch. That's why I have issues with all these people that labor people witch. Because sometimes even the witch that starts calling someone a witch. It takes a witch to know a witch. Okay, we say it in Nigeria. Wins. <laughs> For the benefit of those, I was in a listening conference call. Now listen. All our other friends, I, I was the last to hear. Just as communicated. I just noticed that she was no more around us. I didn't even know what was happening until one after me. I did not hear. What a child. I was the only one that said, impossible. He said, why would you say that? I said, you think me I'm playing here? If she was a witch, I would have known. I don't, I'm not as dull as all of you. If she was a witch, I would have known. We've eaten together. She has visited me. I've visited her. We've read together. We were even in the same faculty. If she was a witch, I would know. So they say, uh, are you saying she's not a witch? She is not a witch. It's just that they respected me. If not, they would have labelled me too. I, my voice was very strong, but everybody, it caused a great, great loss. Families were broken. Relationships were damaged. Reputations. It went very far. It went very far. I told them, she's not a witch. She herself was no more talking to all of us, even me. So one day I walked up to her and said, what's the problem? And I said, well, they said you're a witch. <laughs> I can handle your witchcraft. We laughed about it. 
and she starts talking, but you could see that the damage has been done. It's like the church of Jesus had stabbed her. The damage was already done. Everything changed about her. Do you know they had negative vibes? The things that happened, they happened though. Amen. Let me give you one instance. A prophet, 3D prophet, those ones that sat and paid, told the roommates of this girl that her, this other, our sister, is a witch. That she has taken her headgear somewhere. So she came back and said, where's my headgear? She now said, I'm not with it. Then in the night, she brought her the headgear to drop it back where she because she actually took it and used it. As she was dropping it, the other one woke up. <laughs> Confirmed. Confirmed. That's one, that's just one, though. There are many instances. And they sat me down and tabled them one after the other. We are laughing about it, but someone's future was almost ruined. Negative vibes. Let me say it while I'm saying it this way. There are some of you here. You are hearing negative things about people that is not true. And you are reacting because of that. And some of those people are people that can be a blessing to you. Amen. Satan is on your case. You're, you are the case. You are, you are, Satan is on your case. And do you know what? They did all the things they did to her. I was the only one that maintained. She's not a witch. She's not a witch. I was still talking to her. She's not a witch. Years later, every one of them have come to apologize. They now found out the so-called guy, the 3D guy, was a scam. And they were apologizing. That's him. That's him. They were going to look for the lady to apologize to her family. It was so bad that the house they rented together, they left it for her. Packed out. Are you listening to me? That's some of you that just sit down, you know, you don't understand. It could even be your leader. Are you understanding me? It could be your leader, your mayor, your cell leader. You, the second just keeps swelling negative vibes to you. To you. So that your heart to be shut. Um, I think, um, um, I'm trying to remember, it was the rapper that first said it. No, 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 it was Conor Moyo that said it. He was talking about, this was like five years back. He was talking about, Conor is one of our friends, uh, minister, is a minister of the gospel. He was talking about how, when that, when that time where people said they went to hell and they saw, they saw, uh, different men of God. Are you understanding me? They saw Bishop this, Pastor that, you know. They saw different men of God. They might have seen Apostle Paul. Are you understanding me? James, Peter, John. Are you understanding me? They saw them in hell. And they came and said, preaching. And people started, hey, we don't even know who is the real man of God now. Are you understanding me? Hey, you know. Are you a real man of God? I know. 
look, when Connor was talking about that, he said, Satan wants to disconnect the church from the anointings of those men. Because the moment you see them like that, you will never honor them. Amen. Are we together? So, if you see their book, if they tell you now that Kenneth E. Hagin is in hell, will you read his book again? That's what Satan wants now. If they tell you, I don't know who, uh, Billy Graham, that just passed on, is in hell. And then you see his book, you say, hey. That's what Satan wants. But there's something in that book for you. Amen. There's a blessing in that book for you. There's a blessing in that faith for you. So, what Satan is trying to achieve is the negative vibe is, is you. You are the, you are the, you are the, you are the target. Are you understanding me? You are the target. So, disconnect you from that thing. One last in that area of perspective. I've been convinced outside of blessed memory. One of the greatest ministers in the 20th century in Africa here. He didn't get to be in the 21st century. Amen. He passed on 1998. Now, in his early days, the Spirit of God told him to go and look for um, S.G. Elton, Pa Elton. Pa Elton was a British missionary that came to Nigeria. All the generation of ministers that did massive things in Nigeria were directly impacted by Pa Elton. Amen. His full name was Sidney Granville Elton. Pa Elton was in the southwest of Nigeria. A British missionary. He had a prophetic ministry. Everybody went through him. So when Archbishop heard about him as a young minister, the Lord told him, go and look for Pa'elton. He was going to Pa'elton. He got to a junction, didn't know which way to go, whether it's left or right. So he was looking for someone that knows he's a white man. This was in the 60s. In the 60s. This was before 1970. So between 66 and 69. Alright? How many of you were born then? Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Glory to God. This is 66 and 69. So, when it is, there are not too many white men around, okay? So, he asked him and said, he's looking for a British missionary, he's looking for the white guy. He met him and said, I know him. You want to go and say that? That man is a wicked man. No? Evil man. He sat Archbishop down and ran down for everything. Discouraged him from going. I said, eh? Oh, I love what Archbishop did. Eh? Eh? It's okay. So, but where, where is he? Are you understanding me? After the man, so he said, but no problem. So, but where is he? So, the guy saw that he was still interested in going. That person that we met was planted by Satan to disconnect him from meeting that man. Are you listening to me? Yeah, that's what it was. To disconnect him. There are people around you that do those kind of things. That the men of God you honor, they always talk wrong about them. <laughs> everything passed off. Everything passed off. Everything passed off. Then you start apologizing. Why should you apologize? Why? Amen. Why? If they say you're a church boy, it's a good thing. If they say you're a church girl, it's a good thing. You say, ah, you're a pastor's boy, it's a good thing. It's a good thing. There's no dishonor in it. 
Amen. Oh, yeah, you follow, follow. Yeah, I think they are following the right thing. It's a good thing. He said, where's the man? Where's the man? The man said, I'm, I'm not going to show you. He asked, so I said, God told me to meet him. The man said, if God told you to meet him, he should show you the way. I just now said, eh, that's why I met you, so that you will show me the way. But long and short, Abishop met Piotin. Everything that happened in Abishop's life, you cannot separate Piotin from it. It was through Piotin, Abishop met Gordon Lipsey. And he traveled to America for his Bible school, on Christ for All Nations, in Dallas, Texas. Through Piotin. Through Piotin, Gordon Lipsey, in Gordon Lipsey's school, he met Dr. Taylor Osborne, who became his spiritual father. Are you listening to me? If you remove Sir Elsie from Archbishop's life, it will not be complete. It is a man that somebody stopped at Johnson and was changing. Vice, negative vice, to give you a wrong perspective. Amen. Are we together? And then you are no more seeing what you should see. You're no more seeing what you should see. You will see right. You will see right. In the name of Jesus. Just pray for yourself. If, just pray for yourself. For the benefit of some of you that were not here when we first prayed the prayer. Just pray for the right perspective. Right perspective of prosperity. Right perspective of the anointed around you. Right perspective of your church. Right perspective of the ministry God has told you to be part of. The right perspective. Just pray for that. Right perspective. Oh, we give you praise. In Jesus' name. Say with me, in 2019, I will function with the right perspective. The right perspective towards prosperity. The right, perspe- uh, uh, the right perspective towards my man of God. The right perspective towards, towards spiritual things. The right perspective towards Renaissance Assembly. Amen. Never speak against the boat that is carrying you. Glory to God. The second thing that will help you operate on new ground is utterance. Everybody say utterance. The first thing is perspective. Alright? We'll finish with that now. 
Perspective means that God will give you visions to change the pictures you have. Ultra. I think it was last month we looked at Luke 21, I believe so, 14 and 15, right? Let's read it together. We'll read 14 and 15, Luke 21. Settle it therefore in your heart not to meditate before what you shall answer. Verse 15. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. In 2019, you will need utterance. Utterance is saying the right thing at the right time. In interviews, in appointments, in the networks, the right words will come out of your mouth. You will say the thing that will turn it in your favor. He will give you a mouth and wisdom which all your adversaries shall not be able to gain, say, nor resist. That's utterance. I have been blessed by enjoying the utterance. I've been blessed just because of utterance. I've been saved, delivered from the mouth of the lion. Just by saying the right thing. Have you not read the scripture? There is a scripture that says that the mouth of a fool calls for strokes. That means when he talks, they'll be beaten. You know that that when just say something, say, Oh, why why is he? <laughs> you know Anytime he talks, it attracts country. Why are you talking? But there are other people that when they talk, Hi. People want them to talk again. Amen. Are we together? They're just saying the right thing that is caught on. I'm speaking to you by the Spirit of God, telling you what will happen in 2019. You will function with new perspectives. You will function with utterance. Hey, utterance. Utterance. Utterance is not that you are saying the good thing. You are saying the good thing. It's that you are saying the right thing. Good and right is different. Sometimes the right thing is not a good thing. The utterance God has given me before is to tell somebody, Get out of here! You think we are joking here? <laughs> and he had heard that voice in his dream before. Are you listening to me? That was your chance for the moment. I had an altercation with a guy one time we were at the filling station somewhere years ago. I think I was using 190 at that time. So, um, I was not even talking to him. The person I had an issue with was the person selling. And then he came and started getting involved in this thing. So, 
I told myself I was not talking to you. And all of a sudden, it just became, you know, like he wanted to fight. So they were holding him, holding him, when he went, when I came. When I turned, what came out of my mouth is, I, what I wanted to say was just, what's your problem? When I turned, I said, oh God, I'll go put you under this car. <laughs> you guys just just come and left. I will put you under this car. I will put you under this car. You know, and when I said everybody just dispersed, I just done it. You know, he went his way, the guy, everything just, we just settled. There are times I beg now, it's what will make them beat you. Utterance is not that you said the good thing. It's that you said the right thing. Are you listening to me? So at different points, you will enjoy it fun. May the first quarter Open for you because of our plans. May January to March open for you because of our plans. May there be tangible testimony as a result of our plans. Doesn't in place say. Someone is just saying, uh, not exactly, not exactly. So I just like how you used to say the not exactly. The <laughs> not exactly is just, I just like it. <laughs> what is not exactly? The quarrel between the former first lady of Nigeria and the former governor of real estate that happened in her hometown. It was the word he kept using that was annoying her. Must, must, must. He said, must. Everything I must, I must, I must. Are you understanding me? She was very irritated by the constant use of, you know, a particular word. And they wanted to divide Nigeria because of that. It was that cost wars. You hear me? Words cost wars. So, without utterance, you'll be amazed how something that is rightfully yours can be deprived. You can be deprived of it. I don't just like how he's talking. That's why we say we will not give in. Then so you not say, what did I even say? <laughs> yes, I have to say, what did I even say? What's bad about what I said? You will repeat it. Someone says, it's not bad now. But the person says, it's bad! <laughs> Are you with me? How would you say that? It's utterance that made some brothers not be able to find a wife. 
because they were sitting and thinking, what will I tell her, what will I tell her, so that she will know that I want to get married to her. I said, okay, okay, okay. They even rest up a line, you understand that? They said, oh, you are the this in my this. As get your head, not again. And start going home. He said, what did I say? The guy that broke my heart is exactly what he said. Glory to God. But Oscar, you will say the things that will register. That is supposed to be saying, if you will say like this, if you will say this thing, then I know it's the one. Then you will say the thing. Amen. <laughs> I will give you a mouth and wisdom with all your adversaries will not be able to resist. They won't be able to stand against it. It will paralyze them. They will surrender. There are things that belong to you in 2019. They will surrender it to you. Because of the utterance. The utterance in your mouth will unlock inheritances. Hear me? It will unlock inheritances for you. Pray in tongues for a moment. Boko Zebrediketo Zebredikata Shata Balagade. In the name of Jesus. Our first venue we ever used as a ministry, campus base, we had, it was a new hall. After they built it or renovated it, we were the first to use it. So the man said, I cannot give you the key because they've not allocated the property to any particular faculty or department. So, but since you need to use it for your first meeting on Thursday, I will... Uh, no, no, no. He said, you know, he said, I can't give me the key. That's the way it ended. But, you know, I knew that it was our venue. He said, how do I know? I just knew. Amen. So, I was going to see him. The first day of our meeting... July the 13th, 15th, sorry, the 13th, 2013, I went to him and I said, today is the day, in his office, he said, ah, I cannot give you the key, moreover, the key is not here in my office, I took the key along with some things home, so it's in my house. We said this about something else. It was not my friend before. 
Then, he said, follow me to the house. But I'm not going to give you the key. Just come and know my house. So we drove in his car to his house. We got to the house, he introduced me to his wife. He brought out the key, showed it to me. I'm not going to give it to you. I just want to show you that it is the key. He sat down, we started this thing. After a while, I turned and looked at my time. I said, it's almost an hour, 30 minutes to the program. An hour to the program. We need to clean up the place and so on and so forth. People are already waiting there. He said, okay, when you open it, when you finish, bring the key back. Are you understanding me? Then he gave me the key. <laughs> I took the key, went straight, opened the place. That day we opened it, the day we were entering the place for the first time. We opened the place. I started arranging, started service at 6 o'clock. We finished about 8, 8.30 or thereabouts. I took the key back to his house, thanked him, gave him the key. He said, okay, well, how was it? Fine. I said, but we have Thursday Sunday evening. You know, we'll be having Thursday and Sunday. He said, no, I just for today. I said, I will come back, sir, on Sunday for the key. On Sunday, I came back. Today is the day I said I was going to come back. He said, eh. I said, I won't give you this key. He gave me again. We did that for some months. Until one day, Otran came. When I went back, I said, sir, I've been coming and going with the key. Let me just have my own. And that's how we got the venue. He said, no problem. That's what trying to If you go and ask the man, he doesn't know why. But he could not just resist. Are you understanding me? Finally, the third thing that will help you operate. What's the first one? What's the second one? The third one, let's look at First Samuel chapter 10, verse uh, 6 or 7, 1. I'll just pick one verse. 7 will, seven will be okay. Okay, let me read 6 and 7. But 7 is my focus. 6 and 7. And the Spirit of the Lord will come upon thee, and thou shalt prophesy with them, and shalt be turned into what? Another man. Then verse 7. Let's read together. And let it be, when these signs are come unto thee, that thou do as occasion serves thee, for God is with thee. Everybody say, do as occasion serves thee. Everybody do as occasion serves thee. Uh, this is a deep thing, but you can understand it. The third thing that will position you for new ground is initiative. Everybody say initiative. Amen. I call it right action. Hallelujah. Right action. Right action. The first one is the right perspective, the right utterance, right action. 
Now, what God was saying to him is that after all these things have happened, when you get to a point, if you lift your hands, it will produce a miracle. If you turn right, if you sit down, anything you do, he said, just do as he's doing you. Amen. Amen. <laughs> this is not saying that <laughs> I don't know how to put this down. There's a pigeon um, statement, statement in pigeon English. I don't know how to put it in regular English. But in pigeon English, it says, if you do anyhow, you see anyhow. <laughs> Amen. You know, you know. Glory to God. But right in this state, it means that it looks like you are doing anyhow. But that anyhow is spirit-led. Amen. Are you listening to me? Are we together? It's spirit-led. That instead of you seeing anyhow, you are seeing the miracles of God. I pity for those that don't understand pigeon English. Listening in, you know. There are some things that just... Just leave it like that. In Translating will spoil it. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> what do I mean by initiative? The right, right action. You see, eh? when Moses stood in front of the Red Sea, what God told him was to stretch his rod. Different interpretations are there. Some said, others said, Amen. Are we together? That's it. Some said, some said, some of you that can't see what I'm saying. Some said, maybe he held his rod extended from his body with two hands, stretched out. By someone that said he held the rod with one hand stretched over the sea. Like pointing in the direction of the sea. It, well, it doesn't matter. It was not explained. What it said was that he stretched his rod. Now, if he had put the rod under his armpit, it would not divide the sea. If he had used the rod, pinned the rod by his side, it would not divide the sea. The instruction is what stretch the rod. That's the right action. The same Moses. There was a war going on. The children of Israel were involved in the war. And Moses was told to lift up his hands. And as long as his hands were lifted, they were winning. If he brings down his hands, they start, lo- they, they, they start losing. So, two men, Aaron and Hor, took stones and put under his hand and yeah. held it up. Are you understanding me? So the hand was held up and they, until they defeated the people. That means that that was the right action. Are you understanding me? If he had sat on the rock, it would produce the result. Am I communicating? Now, throughout the scriptures, you will see where there were spirit-inspired actions. They were told to go around Jericho seven times, or seven, seven days, sorry, and on the seventh day, Seven times. That's the right action. And then the walls killed him. 
a man was told to go and dip in the river, Naaman, seven times. Not six and a half. Not eight. Amen. Seven. That was the right action. Most of the time, believers don't understand that there are right actions that produce miracles. Amen. Am I communicating? Yeah. So, our prayer is that in 2019, we will function with initiative. Amen. It will be right action. Right action. Right action. Right action. I've prayed for many people, you know, and there are times where I remember a fellow that I prayed for. I'd laid down on his head. But the instruction I was giving was that he had a lump on his neck, back of his neck, 1998. The instruction I had was to hold the lump. When I held it, it dissolved in my hand. Amen. But I laid hands on him and nothing happened. The right action was that I should hold the lump on his neck. Amen. Are you understanding me? That was the right action. Everyone here will function with the right action. That thing that will move you, you will do what you are supposed to do. This is the last prayer point we are going to take this evening. I want everybody to pray and say, 2019, let me function with initiative. Let me be led to take the right action. Pray that prayer now. Pray that prayer. Right action. Initiative. Boko Shopredi Ketobali Kapayababa. Right action. Initiative. There are certain actions that seem to be door openers. Why that is so, we may never know. Pray, everyone, right action. The initiative. That in 2019, January to December, the actions you will take will be the right action. It will help you to be at the right place at the right time. You'll be meeting the right people. Thank you for listening to this message. If you have been blessed, you can reach us by email on info at faithtofaithonline.org or call us on 234-806-361-3560. You are big, blessed, and loaded. Around the world, but I'm not the